best of Jay Sharp in the morning show. Overture, headphones and mics, this is it. Jay Sharp in tights. No more rehearsing or nursing apart. Jay knows every part by part. Overture, headphones and mics. This is it. He'll hit the heights. And oh, what heights he'll hit. On with the show, this is it. Hi, it's Jay, and I'm thrilled to have my friends Megan P. Murphy, Mike Melnick, Sean Savoy, and many more on the show today. Grab a seat and join us, won't you? And oh, what heights will hit. On with the show, this is it. What are you giggling about, giggles? <laughs> I can hear you breathing into the microphone. It's like... <laughs> it's so awesome that it takes so little to amuse you. <laughs> Look at her breathing in and out. Celebrity. We're chatting with Megan P. Chatting with Megan P. We're chatting with Megan P. That's Megan, Philip, Patrick, Percy, Peter, Paul, and Mary. I'm going to out myself and then out you. Outing okay. myself, I was creeping on your Facebook page mm-hmm. uh, because you are known to put random and ridiculous things up there, and it gives me a little bit of a chuckle from time to time. Oh, nice. Yeah, but someone uh, outed you, and uh, f- I found out recently that you um, can pretty much quote the entire movie of Halloween. I can. How did this come to pass? Well, I was a big fan of Halloween. I've always been a big fan of Halloween since I was a little kid. I thought it was the scariest movie of all time. And uh, back before, I'm dating myself, but back when I was younger, probably before my teens, we didn't have a VCR, but my grandmother bought one of the first VCRs, the top-loading VCRs. Yes. Remember those babies? But we thought it was the coolest thing. And she would tape movies off TV sometimes. So when we'd visit, we'd have fun shows to watch. And she knew I liked scary movies. So she taped Halloween. And I wanted to take it home with me because I loved it so much. But I didn't have a VCR, to, so I couldn't take the tape. So I brought my little stereo tape recorder and I set it up and just taped the audio of the film. And I would go home and I would listen to the cassette, audio cassette of halloween and i'd listen to it so many times and have the movie playing around in my head that uh, i learned the entire film from start to finish i basically have the entire script of that movie memorized so can you do some for me i absolutely can do it okay this is donald pleasant says uh michael myers doctor do it in his voice and make it scary <laughs> okay i met him 15 years ago, I was told there was nothing left, no conscience, no understanding, even the most rudimentary sense of life or death, good or evil, right or wrong. I met this six-year-old child with this blank, pale, emotionless face and the blackest eyes, the devil's eyes. I spent eight years trying to reach him and then another seven trying to keep him locked up because I realized that what was living behind that boy's eyes was purely and simply evil. Oh, I love it! (laughs) Jay Sharp! Another shade of Jay for you to enjoy. So many shades of gray. I mean, it's not a deep color. Do. We're shooting the breeze on the breeze with the Murph, if you please. How are you today? <laughs> I'm good. I am doing just fantastically well. 
Now, yesterday, you made me expose a hidden talent of mine, and it's a talent, really, that's applicable to all areas of your life. Memorizing yep. the entire script from for Halloween and then reciting it back to unsuspecting victims. Don't think that everyone didn't appreciate that. Everybody did appreciate it. And you terrified me. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> so now that I've done that, I thought uh, I would ask you if you've had if you have any, any hidden talents. Now, I've asked you for, to do impressions in the past on Shooting the Breeze, and not much came out of it, if I recall. Mm. You don't really do impressions. No, I suck. I can do... Uh, I could do just the end of um <laughs> silence of the lambs with some fava beans and a nice glass of chianti <laughs> i can do that <laughs> yeah. and there's no and question that is an uncanny jody foster it's unbelievable i know it's it is well it totally is. <laughs> i'm no i'm not a good movie impressioner really impressionista I know, I know. You expect great things of me, and I constantly disappoint. I understand. I do expect great things, and you always fall short. <laughs> now, we're about to erase all this negativity because I did find out, find, I just found out actually earlier that uh, Joe Snyder says that you do have an impression you do. It's just not of the human variety. That's correct. I, I can do a, a mean seal impression. So if, you, if you'd like, Jay, close your eyes. Everyone, close your eyes. Okay. Pretend that you did not pay the entrance fee, but you are at the aquarium. You have a bowl of sardines in front of you. And here I go. Or, 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 or. That was really good. Thank you. And it smelled fishy. <laughs> <laughs> This is the best of Jay Sharp in the morning on Extra 90.5. Up next, I'm contractually obligated to bring Peterborough radio broadcast legend Mike Melnick on the show. He just texted me a warning from his lawyer. <laughs> so come with me, won't you, as we frolic now in Mike's world. Mike's world, talking about Mike's world, it's a crazy cuckoo world. Impact Communications. Hi, how are you? I'm well, thanks. How are you? I'm good, thank you very much. Thank you kindly, and that really means a lot to me. Is your sexy father there, please? Yes, I'll pay you to him. Thank you. Jess just said, it's funny when you think a crazy person's on the phone, it so slowly dawns on you that it's Jay Sharp. <laughs> <laughs> it's time for another edition of Mike's World. Let's check in now with Mike Melnick of Impact Communications and see what wacky, zany lunacy is going on in his world. Nothing. Mike's world. That's what we're talking about. Mike's world. It's a cuckoo world. <laughs> Jessica thought it was a crazy person on the phone. <laughs> That's because I almost got choked up when she asked me how it was doing, and it made me very emotional. <laughs> <laughs> she was just showing some concern, <laughs> some love and concern for Jay. She takes after her father. She's a caring, concerned individual for the people of the community. You know, it's a huge weight to care for every single person in this community and to keep up to date as to how they're doing, how their health is. 
It's a big job, Jay, but someone has to do it. You stepped up to the plate and even uh, created individuals like your daughter to help carry the burden. Absolutely. I can't do it myself. People asked you, what is the greatest gift you could bestow upon the community? And you said, more of me. And so you gave them Jessica and your two sons. <laughs> I, I give the community anything that comes from my loins. I'm Jay Sharp, and this is the best of me. How great is that? It's like the regular old me on Classic Rock 107.9, Monday to Friday, 6 to 10 in the morning, but distilled down and aged like a fine wine. Speaking of which, a fine wine goes very well with this show. It enhances it considerably, according to my mom. Time for the joke of the day. The CIA had an opening for an assassin. After all the background checks, interviews, and tests were done, there were three finalists, two men and one woman. For the final test, the CIA agents took one of the men to a large metal door and handed him a gun. We must know that you will follow your instructions, no matter what the circumstances. Inside this room, you will find your wife sitting in a chair. You have to kill her. And the first man said, Well, you can't be serious. I could never shoot my wife. And the agent replies, Then you're not the right man for this job. The second man was given the same instructions. He took the gun and went into the room. All was quiet for about five minutes. Then the man came out with tears in his eyes. I tried, but I, I can't kill my wife. The agent replies, you don't have what it takes. Take your wife and go home. Finally, it was the woman's turn. She was given the same instructions as the first two finalists. She took the gun and entered the room. Shots were heard, one shot after another. Then they heard screaming, crashing, banging on the walls. After a few minutes, all was quiet. The door opened slowly and there stood the woman. She wiped the sweat from her brow and said, You guys didn't tell me the gun was loaded with blanks. I had to beat him to death with the chair. There you have it. The first half of the best of the Jay Sharp Show on Extra 90.5. There's more of the show still to come. In the next segment, Megan P. Murphy chats about stuff. Jewel Hallmeyer of SCTV talks Bob and Doug McKenzie. Oh, and Mike Melnick just texted me to say I'm contractually obligated to feature him again as well. Chairman's Corner, we're talking to the man we call the chairman. Chairman's Corner, we're talking to the man. Mike Melnick. I was at the Easter Seals uh, appreciation lunch, which I emceed last week. Oh yeah, I forgot you were emceeing that. And uh, was it Dan McWilliams? Yeah, Dan McWilliams got up to say a few words. And before he began, he said, I just want to say we really miss Mike Melnick in the morning. Right, folks? And talk about the definition of a smattering of applause. <laughs> <laughs> it was like. <laughs> what did you do? Well, what can you do? Just kind of smile, grin and bear it. But you didn't make a joke out of it? I wasn't on the microphone. <laughs> I was standing off to the side while I was humiliated. Did he say 
<laughs> and you could just tell most of the people there were going, Who, who's he again? <laughs> <laughs> and you just tried to stay pleasant the whole time. Just keep smiling. Just keep smiling. <laughs> Nod your head. Thank you. Very nice of you three people to clap. <laughs> that would have been so funny if you took the microphone. Thank you. Thank you for that overwhelming round of indifference. I appreciate that. <laughs> I almost went back up and said that was the definition of a smattering of applause. But usually by then people have forgotten what had happened, right? Or didn't even notice. So right. I thought that's going to bomb if I say that. <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't even got a smattering that time around. <laughs> uh, There's that guy we don't know making a joke we don't understand. What, what's going on? <laughs> The best of Jay Sharp in the morning continues on Extra 90.5 with Jewel Hallmeyer of SCTV. SCTV is arguably the greatest Canadian comedy television show of all time. No, I take that back. There's no arguing. It is the greatest Canadian comedy television show of all time. Today, Jewel talks about what it was like to be around when those two iconic posers, Bob and Doug McKenzie, were born. Ladies and gentlemen, Jewel Hallmeyer of the Jewel Hallmeyer Dancers in Showbiz Gems with Jewel. He's the guru of garb, the wizard of wardrobes, the king of clothing. He's Jewel Hallmeyer of the legendary dance troupe, the Jewel Hallmeyer Dancers from SCTV and costume designer. An outfitter to the stars. How are you, Julius? I'm fabulous, and how are you, Jay? I'm doing well now that you're here. It's always nice to have you on Showbiz Gems with Jewel. I wanted to talk to you about uh, a part of SCTV that uh, really exploded beyond Canada's borders and became uh, a worldwide phenomenon. Bob and Doug McKenzie. You were there at Ground Zero when they came to be and when their popularity exploded. How did those two hosers come to be in the first place? Well, it's a very weird story because I have uh, the entire technical crew in Edmonton to thank for creating Bob and Doug because we had to work through our lunch hour on that particular day to cr create some epic uh, takeoff sketch or something, and there just weren't enough minutes in the day when they announced that they needed more Canadian content and they added uh, the Bob and Doug character that Rick and Dave had created. And we were out in the middle of nowhere and I said, well, there's no way that I can run downtown and go shopping for two new characters during lunch. And uh, we were shooting it right after lunch. And I said, I don't have the stuff here. I don't have anything prepared for that. And the entire crew went home and got all of their winter gear, their personal winter clothing, their toques, their scarves, their earmuffs, their jackets, their parkas, everything, and brought it to the studio. It was all put on a rack, and I just selected from what they had uh, brought that they were kind enough to go home and get. And it didn't matter what size it was because they were a bunch of slubs anyway. So as long as it looked wintry and Canadian, then it was perfect. But it ended up, everything ended up being absolutely iconic. 
So if it was the guys on the crew that contribu- contributed the wardrobe to Bob and Doug, I would have to think that you contributed the beer and the smokes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you can say that. Okay. <laughs> One last thing before I let you go. Um, yeah. Whatever happened to the Great White North set? Is that still around? I don't think it is. It used to be up at the uh, Second City restaurant when they opened it on Eglinton, I believe. And then after that, it went into storage. I don't know if it's still in storage or if that was part of the fire that happened where a lot of the sets and uh, costumes were destroyed. Oh, that's right. A lot of the classic costumes were destroyed. Yeah, yeah. What a shame. Well, I'd like to believe that it's still out there someday or somewhere, and someday it'll wind up in a museum, and we'll see. That would be nice. Actually, I was in a record store around the corner from the shop here on Spadina the other day, and there there is something online. I can't remember who put it out or what it's called, but it's a a complete miniature replica of the Bob and Doug set with Bob and Doug um, little uh, maybe four-inch figures sitting in it, and it's pretty damn good. Yeah, I have that, actually. Oh, do you? Yeah, it was part of a toy line that they released. Uh, Todd McFarlane, a, a Canadian artist, actually, who was a huge fan. Oh. And uh, you press, a, uh, there's buttons on I- either side of the stage, and you press it, and, and the characters talk. Yeah. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty good likeness of them, isn't it? Yeah, it is pretty good. And Well, maybe if you blow on it hard enough, you can make it full size. <laughs> I will try that today. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for the tip. It'll be interesting to see where the valve is located on that. <laughs> that was Jewel Hallmeyer of SCTV. You're listening to the best of Jay Sharp in the morning on Extra 90.5. Up next, a text from Megan P. Murphy tells me that I'm contractually obligated to feature her again. Okay, then. Let's ask her some questions. Would you or would you rather? That's the question A.M.P. Would you rather have a private jet and pilot at your disposal or a brawny, dopey assistant whose only job is to pleasure you? Uh, no, that would get really annoying. Um, yeah, I'm going to go with private jet. Would you rather have bosoms that hang down to your waist or a butt that hangs down to your knees? Well, why is my butt hanging off the front of me? Do, no, how does it go? Does your, no, do your boobs hang low? Do they wobble to and fro? Can you tie them in a knot? Can you tie them in a bow? Can you throw them over your shoulder like a continental soldier? Do your boobs hang low? Does my butt hang low? Does it wobble to and fro? Can I tie, no, that doesn't work. No, it does. I mean, your butt, it does. Thank you. Would you rather be able to have consequence-free sex in any public place or have condoms that actually do not affect sensation? Well, obviously that one. Because isn't half the fun of doing it somewhere you're not supposed to is that you're not supposed to? I don't know. I've never tried that. You little devil. (laughs) And now, Fireside Chat with Savvy. Savvy, if you could be any ice cream flavor, what would you be? Caramel and pizza. No, just caramel. When I asked the question, I expected it to be taken seriously. As a Barbara Walters style of question, an abstract, crazy question that would give us an insight into this savvy mentality. What you did there was take my question 
and make a mockery of it. No, I didn't. No, no, no caramel and pizza flavored ice cream. Okay, I thought I could have my own any flavor I want. No, we're going with existing real ice cream flavors. What would you be? Okay, Take two. Chocolate and caramel. Is there chocolate and caramel? Yep. Never heard. Of that I had some last night. That's what they call it, chocolate and caramel. No, I think it was called caramel cluster because it's got like uh, little little mini um, Rolos in it. It's not like just Rolo ice cream. No, it wasn't. No, no, that would be the Rolo ice cream because there is that. Yeah, but I I didn't want to spend the extra buck, so I got the chocolate caramel cluster. <laughs> you got the cheap knockoff. Version. Yeah, <laughs> still just as good though. Oh, it's excellent. Yeah. Now, why would you attribute that to yourself though? Why would you want to be just because you want to be the tastiest little devil around? Because you already are. Jeez, I. <laughs> <laughs> I totally forgot. That's what you asked me is what kind of ice cream I would be. I'm, yeah. I'm just thinking about what kind of ice cream I'd like right now. That's your favorite. That's. I don't know how I could attribute my lifestyle to the ice cream. I mean, who I am to the ice cream. I got to think about See, that. I was thinking you'd go with Rocky Road. Why? Because you've got kind of a gruff exterior, but you're nice and sweet and gooey in the center. <laughs> and you're a rock and roll fan. A little Rocky Road. I don't like Rocky Road ice cream. What is, I hate it. Do you? What is Rocky Road? It's got, I don't know, it's is crunchy. It like vanilla and nuts and I think it's chocolate va- chunks. Yeah, vanilla. I think it's vanilla chocolate and yet chunks. And, and I think there's nuts in there and, and there's marshmallows. Little mini marshmallows. You don't like that, eh? I like the marshmallows. I don't like the really hard chunks in the Rocky Road. This is why you and I get along, though, because we complement each other. You're a fan of the marshmallows, and I'm a huge supporter of the nuts. Yeah, you do like your nuts. I do love, I love my nuts. I like your nuts, too. Do you want some of my nuts? I love some. There's, uh, they're a little salty. That's huh? all right. Nothing like a little a... on the salty side, nothing serious. All the big ones are gone. Yeah. The, uh... They've been claimed. All right, well. They're in my wife's purse. <laughs> <laughs> she always takes the Brazil nuts. <laughs>